Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, starting with verses 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, and together we say, thanks be to God. It is a strange Christmas Eve indeed, is it not? Things look different at your household. Maybe your gatherings are smaller than they once were here in this service. We don't normally do Christmas Eve masked. We normally have a choir, and this is the first Christmas Eve that I can remember, maybe ever, where I've actually, you know, as we're sitting together as family units, able to sit with mine. But it is still Christmas Eve, and we still have something very rich to celebrate. Today, I would like to preach from the subject, the Word made flesh. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. We thank you for your word. May it always be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, amen. Explaining family relationships to a toddler is exceptionally difficult. Have you ever realized that? Maybe you will be learning that soon. Maybe you're in the midst of it like my wife and I are. As we try to explain to our daughter, August, who is halfway between two and three, um, we try to tell her about our different family members. And we're not doing a lot of visiting this Christmas, but we're doing a lot of FaceTiming. And as I try to talk about the different members of our family, I try to explain to her that Jillian is my sister and her aunt. And August will say, no, Jillian is, that's, that's Aunt G. She's not my sister. I said, no, 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 she's my sister and your aunt. Or we'll say to her, Nana is mommy's mommy and daddy B's wife. And she'll say, no, mommy is mommy. There's only one mommy. It's like she can't hold together that one person can be two different things. Can be both a aunt and a daughter. It does not compute with her that I'm her daddy and I'm Hazel's uncle. See, I'm not sure if it's inherent in us at birth or for condition from an early age, but most of the time we view the world through dichotomies. Things are either this or that. There are two options. It's either good or bad, right or left, sister or aunt, but never both. We don't like to consider that something can be more than one thing. It does not make sense to us, which is why we have a hard time wrapping our head around God. This whole season has been a chance for us to explore the ways in which God holds things together that we cannot. That God is God and we are not, and God can do things that we cannot. 
God's kingdom is already and it's not yet. God can call us blessed even when we are hard pressed. That God is here and God is there because God is everywhere entire. That has been our past four weeks together, considering that we have a God of paradox. And today we come to the greatest mystery of this season. On Christmas Eve, we remember and celebrate the incarnation, the ultimate paradox, the ultimate holding together of things that shouldn't be able to be held together, that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. As we turn our attention back to our scripture this morning, I'd like to reread it, but from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase called The Message, and just a few verses before it as well. The Word was first, the Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God in readiness from God from day one. And this is where we picked up this morning, this afternoon. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, the Father-like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love that. I love that description. I love that imagery. I've referenced it before on Christmas Eve, but I, I think it is the most honest way to talk about this mystery. The most helpful way because, you know, my neighbor, Miss Sarah Whitfield, is one of the kindest people I've met. She brings over candy for August almost every week. We walk our dogs around the same time, regularly doing favors for one another. When I was growing up, I had an across-the-street neighbor named Trey. He and I were the same age. We became best buddies early on. We're friends all of our adolescence. Miss Sarah and Trey are both very real to me. They are real flesh and blood neighbors. You know what's crazy to think about? At some point in history, someone else was able to say the same thing about Jesus. Jesus was somebody's flesh and blood neighbor. The boy who lived next door. Maybe he was someone's childhood playmate. Maybe he was the recipient of some kindnesses and generosity from an elderly neighbor. You know, the same one who we say lives in our heart, who ascended into heaven, the one we pray to was once somebody's next door, flesh and blood neighbor. We have a hard time holding that together because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make sense to us that Jesus is still very much alive, but also died. That Jesus was born, died, arose, and will come again. We use phrases like he was and is and is to come. Jesus is fully human, flesh and blood, and the one true God. Jesus is God and God became human. The word was God, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. This is how we describe the mystery of the incarnation. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. We celebrate that God doesn't have to be one or the other. That Jesus doesn't have to be just one thing, human or God. But because God can hold together the things that we cannot, we celebrate that Jesus is fully human and fully God. 
That's what this whole season's about. It's about celebrating a mystery. It's about celebrating something that doesn't make sense. It's about admitting that we believe in something that's unbelievable. God became incarnate as a helpless baby. God, the ultimate expression of the divine in the most grand ways possible, and a human infant, the most vulnerable expression of humanity as possible. God is both. By putting on flesh and blood, God experienced the life that we experience. God went through the troubles of being a human. We worship some God who is not distant or far removed because God has experienced the nitty-gritty of life. God has wept. Christ experienced the highs and the lows, the joys and the sorrows, the wedding banquets and their walk to Golgotha. God can be here for us in a real way because God knows the real life we live. And that is something to give thanks for this Christmas. We give joy and we celebrate because God is here just as God is everywhere entire. We give thanks that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we anticipate the world that is to come. We give thanks that we are blessed even when we are hard pressed. And today we sing songs of joy and praise because our savior Christ was born. Christ the King was born this day unto Bethlehem. And this is the event that changed the world. It changed everything. So today, may we remember that we celebrate not just the niceties of time together, not just the good food, not just the presents we're going to unwrap. We celebrate the birth of Jesus, who was fully man and fully God. May we remember that we worship a God who can hold all things together. And in this culmination on Christmas, that we join together with the angels and sing, Emmanuel, Christ with us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.